more frustrating in all the Christian life and maybe in all of life, period, than trying to overcome some bad habit or trying to begin some new good habit and failing over and over and over again. And I have to say, if you don't have never, if you've never had that experience, you're probably either way too content with yourself. Not content, I believe in being content with life. I'm talking about being content with your spiritual growth. If you're not trying to overcome anything or not trying to take up some new habit, you're probably way too content with where you're at in your spiritual growth. But if you have tried, I have no doubt that you had the experience of trying and failing and trying and failing. And then you have a good stretch of, uh, well, man, you know what? I haven't listened to that old music in a while. And then all of a sudden, bang, it's back with a vengeance. Man, you know what? I haven't cursed anybody out in a long time. And it's all of a sudden, bang, it just, yeah, it just, it just comes out. All kinds, there, there's, there's a hundred, a thousand different examples you could give. You know what you struggle with. Maybe it's just that, man, you know what? For the last month, I've had the most wonderful prayer life. And uh, it's a wonderful habit. You say, this is great. Oh, everything is on a level where it's never been. And uh, then all of a sudden, God doesn't hear from you for three months. You say, man, I was doing so good. What is happening? And then you, you, you work at it and you try and, and uh, you think, that's it. I've, I have achieved. I have overcome by the grace of God. And then, bang, you fall flat in your face. And you go, will I ever be victorious? Listen. Don't ever make peace with your weaknesses. Jesus said in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, seven times to seven different churches, he said, to him that overcometh. Whatever your weakness or your failure is that you've been struggling with and you can't get the victory, would you just decide, and this isn't going to help you win, but just decide, just resolve by the grace of God, I'm going to stand before the Lord someday, and I am going to know I overcame that by the grace of God. And I didn't give up. I didn't quit fighting. So what is that thing? You identify what are those things, or, or maybe you have, uh, you, you, there's a number of things that you might list. So I said, there's nothing more frustrating in all the Christian life, maybe in all of life, than trying to overcome some bad habit or trying to begin a a new good habit and failing over and over. Listen carefully. You will never be victorious in this or any part of your Christian life until you learn what it means to die to self. And this may be the most frustrating part, not understanding what that means. Here's a crazy thing. A lot of people who teach and practice dying to self, teach and practice dying to self, here's the ironic thing, in the flesh. As if it's something that you can conjure up. It's not. All right, if I focus enough, you know, it's like, yoga or meditation or something, I focus enough, I can get the forces to line up and I can walk out of this room dead to self. All you're doing is trying to do it in the flesh. Listen carefully. 
just like getting saved, dying to self is very simple, yet very specific. And just like if I were telling you how to be saved, I'm going to walk you through God's simple plan of dying to self. Sometimes when people get done hearing the plan of salvation, they will say to you or they'll say to me, well, that just sounds way too simple. Even sometimes after someone has put their faith, now we've all had people put their faith in Christ and they get emotional and they're, oh, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I love that. And it's wonderful. It's a great thing. But then some people are very matter-of-fact about it. And they walk away going, well, you know, I, was, I believe what you're saying. I believe what the Bible says. And I believe I did that with all my heart. Well, it doesn't feel like anything changed. Can I tell you or remind you that the process of dying to self is totally connected totally parallel with getting saved. In fact, I want to be careful how I say this because some, you know, somebody who is a, a, just a doctrinal purist is going to say, that's not true. Okay, I'm, you, I'm, I'm speaking, none of you talk that way. Um, I'm speaking just to broaden your understanding a little bit, Okay. Dying to self is sort of like getting saved every day. No, I believe in eternal security, firm and sure. I don't, it's not that you need to get saved anew every day. But I'll explain that in a way that makes more sense to you in just a moment. All right, so just like you say, how, how do I get saved? All right, let me tell you some things. First of all, you got to know you're a sinner, right? Okay, we're going to use that same, very similar process in me showing you from the Bible tonight how to die to self. Number one, turn to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, all right? Number one, if you want to die to self, I mean, can you hear me saying, if I'm witnessing to somebody, if you want to go to heaven, okay? I'm making a very similar statement right here. If you want to die to self, you must first know that your greatest hindrance in all of life is yourself. Now, I'm using that word self, not just as yourself, but your S-E-L-F. You have a part of your person called self. Can I give you a synonym for it? Can I give you Bible synonyms for it? Your old nature. Your old man. Your flesh. It is the person that you were naturally born being. 
And the person that you are naturally without Christ, that is self. That is your flesh. That is your old nature. And that self, that flesh, that old man, that old nature is your greatest hindrance in all of life. Let me show you that from the Bible. Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21. Now the works of the what? Flesh. Isn't it something, by the way, take off the H and read flesh backwards, and what does it say? Self. Same thing. Now the works of the, those are the kind of things you just go, ooh, but it doesn't mean anything. Anyway, that's just the English language. But the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Understand this. Paul is writing the entire letter to the Galatians telling them that we are saved by grace and kept by grace. We are saved through the Spirit and kept through the Spirit. He is making, the whole point of the book of Galatians is to tell people in the region of Galatia that it's not of works. So when he says that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God, he is not saying that we're saved or, or that we're not saved because we keep sinning. He's saying the list I just gave you is a description of the lifestyle of people who don't know Christ. These are the works of the lost man. But the lost man who is still a part of you. All right? Now, if you look at that list, we're not going to go through it line by line, but you will find that all of your issues, whatever you struggle with, whatever it is you're trying to overcome, whatever you're trying to conquer, it's on that list somewhere. It's represented right there. I doubt there's one of us that are just tripping and falling on every one of these things. But we're all hung up somewhere on that list. Turn over now to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. We're going to look at a few verses over there that, that back up this very same point. If you want to die to self... You must first know that your greatest hindrance in all of life is yourself. Before you can fix anything, some of you men are tremendous troubleshooters. You know if you're going to troubleshoot, whether we're troubleshooting the water that runs through your house or what's going on in your car, if you're going to troubleshoot electricity, whatever it is, got to find what's causing the problem. And what I'm telling you right now is what God says is causing the problem. What is it that is, why is it that I keep faltering and failing? It's your old nature, your flesh, your self. All right, you're in Colossians 3, verse 5. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. 
For which things sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. See, the same statement that he made in Galatians, basically, is understand this is the accepted lifestyle of lost people. So you don't want to live that. Look at verse 8. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. All right. So if you're going to do this thing called dying to self, you have to first understand and believe from the Bible. And I'm telling you, we could stay up here for an hour and look at the scriptures that say so. That your great enemy is your natural self. Your fleshly appetites, your fleshly ways, your old nature. And we're gonna we're condensing all of that in that word self. Okay? Simple statement number two. If you're going to be victorious, self must die. First Corinthians chapter 15. Let's look over there and see what Paul says. First Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians 15, and look down to verse number 31. I said, first of all, if you want to die to self, you must first know that your greatest hindrance in all of life is yourself. Capital S, capital E, capital L, capital F. Self. I said, secondly, if you're going to be victorious, self must die. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 31. I protest, Paul says, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. Very famous statement here. I die daily. All right. Pastor, everything you're telling me right now, I already know. The problem is, how do I do it? Here's the best news right now. You can't. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to, and you can't. Because number three, yourself already has died. It has already happened. Let me show you that from the Bible. And again, we could take an hour just looking at the passages that say this. But I'll show you a few. Look at Galatians chapter 2. Turn there. Galatians chapter 2. If you've never made an attempt to die to self, if you've never made an attempt to understand what it means to die to self, it's very possible this message will mean little or nothing to you. But if you have fought and fought and fought and fought and tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed and come up empty, and I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, okay, I've been taught this thing, I've heard it, but what in the world does it mean? So I know that I've been frustrated by it, and I know other people have been too. Yourself already has died. Look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Bang. All right, we're going to come back to Galatians 2, 20, but that's right there. Yourself already has died. All right, turn to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, just a few books. Colossians chapter, I'm sorry, I said one, I meant three. Colossians chapter three. Oh no, I gotta turn the page now. Colossians chapter three. And again, none of you talks like that. Colossians chapter three. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I, I've developed this habit over the years of just 
spontaneously doing voices. It's not planned. When I plan stuff like that, it fails. So I'll just do it as I go. And uh, I'll listen to it on the radio and I'll go, that is so obnoxious, you know. <laughs> now I'll be listening to stuff on the radio going, lawyers listen to you, bro. <laughs> you, better, you, better be, you better back off. Anyway, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, let me, let me review with you. Your great enemy in all of your challenges and all your spiritual endeavors, your great enemy is self, the old nature, the old man, your flesh. If you're going to be victorious, that self must be dead. But the good news, it already is. If you're saved. If you're saved, self is already dead, all right? So Colossians 3.1, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. You ready? For ye are dead. And your life is hid with Christ and God. There's no conditions there. That, hey, if you'll die to self, your life will be hid. No. And I'll tell you why in a second. Now turn over to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. We are making good progress time-wise, so don't think that there's another hour to go. There is not. Romans chapter 6. And look at verse number 1. We read this already, but I want you now to read it looking for where it tells us, where it confirms my self is already dead. It was already crucified. When Jesus died, self died. Romans 6, 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin. Now, if you read through the chapter, if you're familiar with Romans 6, you know that in just a few verses, he tells you to reckon yourself dead to sin. But here he says, you're dead to sin. If you're a child of God, if you've been born again, you are dead to sin. Why? Because when Jesus died, Yourself died. I am crucified with Christ. Ye are dead, Colossians 3. Let's keep reading. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Now, let me take a time out right there. That's not just talking about water baptism. I believe it is talking about, it is including water baptism. But I believe there's something deeper here because as you know, nothing spiritual takes place in the water. It's an act of obedience. But it's an act of obedience that pictures the spiritual things that took place in your life when you put your faith in Jesus Christ. So I believe whether you've been baptized yet or not, that it's still true if you've been saved as many of us as were baptized, immersed into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Oh, stay with me, verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism, by the immersion of salvation into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. When Jesus died, myself died died. 
When Jesus died, self died. All of that, when you go and you go, oh, it's driving me crazy. What does it mean to die to self? It means you've already died to self. When Jesus died on the cross, your sin nature died. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead. Everything that you need to have happen already happened when Jesus died. Now, do you hear what I'm saying? Try to connect what I'm saying to what you say when you're trying to persuade somebody. You don't have to do anything to be saved. It's already done. So living victoriously is precisely the same thing as getting saved. Realizing that your sin is the killer, but Jesus already died for your sin. Well, you do that one time, you put your faith in Jesus Christ, bang, you're saved. But Paul said, I died daily. What does that mean? All right, let's keep, you know, let me stop and throw this in here. And this may be out of order, but one way or another, we're going to hit it all anyway. Everything in me that causes me to sin died with Jesus. Say, well, then why do I still sin? Because we all do things that trigger that sin nature. Now, folks that believe you can lose your salvation, they believe that you do things to be lost. I can very easily prove to you from the Bible that that's not true. But I can just as easily prove to you from the Bible that when we take action that triggers self, we are bringing that sin nature back to life. Look at Romans chapter 6 and verse number 16. You're there. I wasn't there. I got all my verses written out, but I don't have that one written out. Romans chapter 6. Verse number 16, Paul says to saved people, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. So we do things intentionally that trigger self. And then we do things unknowingly that trigger self because just of the, 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 the environment we live in or the way our minds have been trained or the things we have around us, we do things that trigger self. All right? Let me review quickly. We are quickly approaching the end here. But stay with me and don't miss this because we really even haven't, haven't missed, I mean, haven't gotten to the most important part of this. The most important part of this is the last point, point number five. But let me review one through three for you. If you want to die to self, you must first know that your greatest entrance in all of life is self, your old nature, your old man, your flesh. If you're going to be victorious, self must die. Number three, self already has died. When Jesus died on the cross... It was all cared for, all right? Number four, when I first believe on Jesus, now don't let this get you off course because it is taking a little bit of a, uh, it, it has a potential to distract us a little bit, but don't let it distract you. When I first believed on Jesus, God changed my position eternally. But every day, 
I need to come back to the cross and renew my condition. Now, I've preached about position and condition time and time again. Position is what God did the day you got saved. It's the answer to the question of, wait a minute, if all my sins are forgiven, why do I need to keep confessing and being forgiven? Because the forgiveness that God gave you, salvation, is your eternal position. It will never change. Can't get better, can't get worse. It's perfect. You are forgiven in Christ forever. But you still sin. So in order to keep your relationship with God right, you need to come back and confess not to change your position. That is done, done, done. You need to come back and strengthen your condition by coming back and confessing your sins. The same is true with this matter of dying to self. Your position in Christ is you are dead to self. That's your position. It's done. Cannot change, will not change. But we all do things on a daily basis. And we're all surrounded by things that trigger self. That come along to that old man and say, Hey, got something for you. Know ye not that to whom ye yield your members, that means the members of your body, as servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey. All right? So you've got to constantly, daily, many times a day, Come back to the cross. To die to self is very simply to acknowledge every day from my heart that when Jesus died, self died. Simple as that. Now, let me say, first of all, you can't just do this flippantly. It's not just some prayer. You know, it's like what we've done to in Jesus' name or the Lord's prayer, as we call it. I'm not against praying the model prayer, but if all you do is, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, the kingdom come, thy will be done, earth, give us a daily day, that ain't doing a bit of good. And the truth is, and I say in Jesus' name probably just about every time I pray, but if you don't know what that means, it's not doing you a bit of good. And the same thing is true with dying to self. If you're just, okay, I got to die to self today. Okay, Lord, I reckon myself dead, done. No. This is a transaction of the heart where you've got to remind yourself everything that's going to get me off course today is my old nature. It's here. It's with me because there's so many triggers in my heart all around me. There's so many triggers. And if I don't come back and say, and here's what I say, I am crucified with Christ. And if that doesn't captivate me the first time I say it, I stay there for a little bit. Lord, I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Everything about me that messes me up, the things that make me lose my temper, the things that make me suspicious of people, the things that make me, get, make me have a critical heart, the things that get me off track, all of that was crucified when Jesus died. I am crucified with Christ, and I'm coming right now, to recognize myself or to reckon myself. That's not just my position, but today, that's my condition. I reckon myself dead with Christ. That's it right there. It's a matter of faith. Don't do it flippantly. It's a matter of the heart. And listen, don't wait until after you're facing temptation. That's the crazy part. You know, you're struggling with, I don't know, somebody, I don't think anybody here, but maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with smoking weed. 
Well, don't wait until somebody's, hey. Oh, gonna die to self. Nope, you're dead. You lost. Failure right there. You die. By the way, you start your day dying to self. You probably never get anywhere near that person. Last point. Here it is. The most important thing we're going to say, but this means nothing unless we cover what we've already covered. We're almost done here. Number five, don't miss this because we haven't even gotten to the main point yet. Here's the main point. The purpose of dying to self is so that Christ can live through me. That's what I want. It's not me being in some spiritually comatose state. No, it's me checking in and saying, Jesus died for me. You said I died with you. And so I'm coming in to check in with you today. I'm crucified with Christ. And now God can say, all right, I can live through you. Say, I don't believe it can be that simple. I know. Isn't that what people say when we first tell them how to be saved? But if you understand what you're doing and you do it by faith and you do it with your whole heart and you do it consistently, you come to learn, wait a minute, this is, this is real. This is real. God really does prepare me for daily living when I simply come to the cross and acknowledge everything that's going to cause me to fail today died on that cross with Jesus. Self is dead. I am crucified with Christ. But what's the rest of Galatians 2.12? First, we're already in Romans 6, so let's look at chapter 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. See, the point is newness of life. The point is not just, okay, I'm spiritually dead. My hands are tied. My legs are tied. I can't move my head. I'm just, I can't do nothing good. Is that how I'm supposed to be? No. Supposed to be walking in newness of life, but you can't walk in newness of life until you come back to the cross and say, with all your heart and understanding, when Jesus died, self died. I'm crucified with Christ. Lord, here, and let me say again, you just go and say those words and you say, well, I did, that really didn't captivate me. That really didn't get my attention. Okay, then stay there for a little bit. Now, Lord, I, I'm afraid. How many times have I prayed something and just said, Lord, I'm afraid that right there I was just guilty of saying some words. So let me say them to you until I really believe what I'm saying. I am crucified with Christ. I reckon myself. That's a very important word. I reckon myself dead today. And I'm trusting you to come and live through me. Turn to Galatians 2.20. This is where we'll end. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. That word end gives you a lot of hope. I was listening this morning. I went a little long this morning. And uh, these guys right down here, they're usually in junior church, but for some reason they were in here, that's fine. But I heard at the very end when I said we're done, he said, can we go home now? (laughs) Galatians 2, verse 20, we started here. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Let me say this, who loved me and gave himself for me. Let me say this. When you fail, 
When you're striving to understand this and live this, and all of a sudden you find yourself having failed, don't go, well, that didn't work. Nope. You go right back to the cross. Say, well, yeah, but first I've got to figure out why it didn't work. You can do that later. But you have got to go right back, reconcile yourself dead, and let Christ live through you. Now, let's say, let's, what, let's say the thing that you're trying to be victorious over is, is drinking, and you, you took another drink because you went into the bar. Don't think you're going to go back running to the, to the, uh, the, the cross and reckoning yourself dead so Christ can live through you without getting off the bar stool. you got to get out of there. But don't just give up. Well, that didn't work. Here's what I know about myself and about God, most importantly. If I fail, God didn't fail, I did. So I've got to get out of this circumstance. I've got to get away from this crowd. I've got to get away from this movie. I've got to get away from this internet, whatever it is. I've got to get away from it and say, Lord, I'm crucified with Christ. Everything that brings me down died on the cross with Jesus Christ. And I reckon myself dead. And I'm trusting that Christ is going to live through me. I conclude with this. Just as I was saved by faith, I reckon myself dead and alive in Christ by faith. All right? I wonder how many of you, don't raise your hand, but I wonder how many of you got saved and then spent some time really seeking the assurance of your salvation. I did, a long time. I believe usually in those, in those instances, usually you probably got saved originally. I probably got saved when I was seven years old. But when you ask me when, I'll give you a date that happened when I was 14 years old. Why? Because I spent seven years just searching for assurance with all my heart. And so the day I know for sure that God did an eternal transaction was June the 8th, 1981. I was 14 years old. God may do the same with you on this matter of reckoning yourself dead. May take some time for you to really believe that God's doing something. May take some time to learn, but don't give up. Understand that just as everything that you needed to have done for you to be forgiven and have everlasting life happened at the cross in the empty tomb. Likewise, everything that you needed to have done in order to overcome your sin nature, which is now dead, happened at the cross and at the empty tomb. And you can walk in newness of life every single day. If you'll just show up and with all your heart, check in. Let's stand together tonight.